because we have a lot to do still. A lot. Perik Yudalad, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe, Mahayone HaYeshua. It's a very hard perik. Very hard perik. I feel that it's speaking very much about what we're going through, but it's hard. It's hard to understand exactly what he's saying. Not that I ever understand exactly what he's saying. It's easier, at least, to delude ourselves into thinking we understand. It's a little bit harder over here. Let's try. We're going through a time where there are many, many changes. Rabbi Akamayusha speaks about changes. The whole safe, of course, is about the end, about the end of time. And the changes that we're living through are both in Ruchnius and in Gashmius, spiritually and physically. But what this Torah is about, what Pergudal is about, is mostly the physical changes that are taking place. That some of you here still remember a time when there weren't cell phones. It's not, I don't remember exactly when that began. I remember, it must be maybe 20 years ago, 15, 20 years ago, I don't remember. But the acceleration, the change of the world as a result of the technology and the internet is something which, until this time, things were changing. Gashmi is until the Industrial Revolution, very slowly then things picked up speed. What's happening now is, I guess, using the terminology of this generation is out of control. So Vyakamosh speaks about the changes that take place, Erev Geula. Erev Geula. Ba'achrisayomim, at the end of days, man his galus ha'shleimus ha'amitis, when the time will come for true perfection to be revealed. All, all of existence is prepared, is ready at the end of time to be transformed, to change its tzura. To be transformed, to change. Lahav shit mimena as agashmias. To finally, to finally remove the peels of materialism of gashmias. Ulehislabesh b'tsurosa ha'amitis. Not to say the world will not continue on in a physical way, but we'll understand the nimshal. Rav Dessler. Sasemis, many tzaddikim described reality as a marshal. We're living in a marshal. Physical reality is a marshal of something much, much greater, something much deeper. And an intelligent, sensitive person tries to understand what's the nimshal. Everything's a marshal, and to try to understand the nimshal. What is, the, what is this, what is this marshal telling me about something that's much deeper, that's the Emes. So Biakamisha says that the world at the end of days is prepared, is getting ready 
to remove the outer layer of the muscle so that the nimshal will finally be revealed to emes, the panemius will be revealed. And the world will be mislabesh bitsurosa ha'amitis haruchanis. So that the world will be enclosed in its true tzura of ruchnius. Again, not to say that there won't be any gashmis at the end of time. But the gashmis will be understood as Dvar Hashem, exactly what it really is. Right now, the piece of bread is a marshal. It's a marshal. The nimshal is Moitzi Pi Hashem. Lechem Levadi Yichya Ha'adam. Kalkamoitzi Pi Hashem Yichya Ha'adam. We're learning in the Anabakayach about Halos and Itzaitis, what that means. Lifting up the sparks. We're learning about that. At the end of time, the outer encasement of the marshal will be removed, and the world will be seen in its true tzur, haruchanis. Again, there'll still be bread, and there'll be water, and hopefully french fries and things like that. All of that will continue, but it will be then understood and seen for what it really is. And what is the nature of Elokus that's being revealed in all that exists? At the end of time, At the end of time, everything will begin to be everything will begin to emerge from the state of potential into the bapoil, into its fully activated, its fully realized state. And and therefore, he says, Everything that was created has the gavul, the limit to where it could reach. It's ultimate. It's ul- the ultimate piece of bread. The ultimate, the ultimate, uh, the ultimate tree. Everything has its gavul to where it could possibly reach. It was created, it was created with the potential to reach a certain to reach a certain madrega, each thing with its potential what it, of what it could be. At the end of time, Rabbi Yaakov Moshe says, this is all based on, on Sifik Kabbalah, at the end of time, as we approach that world which is me'evrelegvul, beyond the borders of creation, well, there'll be a new creation, will be beyond the limitations of all that exists. For example, we experienced this once when we were about to leave Mitzrayim. So you know, Mechazal tell us that every woman was having six babies, right? And every, then there's an opinion, Chazal say, of 60,000, 600,000. So every woman was having 600,000 babies without, without insurance. Was having 600,000 babies. So 
Clean a couple. Look, look at these chazals and say, "Come on, give me a break." What kind of six hundred thousand babies? Every woman in the six hundred thousand. That's how they left. And the chazal talk about what's going to be before Mashiach comes. That all the neshamas of all the souls have to be born. It means there's a certain there's a certain shear of creation that God set up. Hashem set up a certain shear of creation. Even though the redemption from Egypt, even though Pesach, Yitzhiyah, Yitzhiyah, was not the ultimate redemption, still, HaKadosh Baruch Hu was Koveya, that there were a certain amount of Jews who had to experience Yitzhiyah, Yitzhiyah. There needed to be, there had to be the Shishim Rebai. We use that as the base number, because I'll work with that number. There's a very deep secret and mystery in that number of Shishim Rebo. The morale, if you look in Gerus Hashem, the Ramah Mipan, all that said, you can talk about that number, Shishim Rebai. But there was an acceleration that took place before Erev Pesach, Erev the Geula, these Neshamas, these Gufim, these bodies had to be born. These human beings had to come into the world. The gvul that Hashem established, the shear that Hashem fixed for what needed to be pre, prior to redemption, had to be met. The quota had to be met. And therefore we find, we always find that right before the redemption, everything begins to move very quickly. Megillus Esther is all about speed. Vayavhilu. Vayimaher, Vayimaru, Vayavhilu, Vayavhilu, Vayimaru. The Rodsim, everybody's rushing and running and moving. Yitzhiyas Tzvahim's Bechipazim. One second longer, it can't be one second more, right? So the Indian of all these babies, have, oh, so take it easy. So they said, what do they have to do? We have to have six babies now, so we spread them out over a couple of years. But when the Gvul, when we're approaching the Lomu Gabal, we're approaching, when we're coming to that place, to that time which is beyond Gvul, whatever was Kavua for the Gvul has to be met. Akasha, why is that? It's Akasha. Akasha Baruch was Kaveh. Everything creation has its point, its place, its Gvul of what it has to be, of what it needs to bring out. That's a very big discussion. Why is that? But that's not for now. That's the Metziahs. If whenever it's whenever it's erev geula, whenever it's erev geula, there, there's a crazy rush. Now it's true that the final geula is described in Navi as kiloi bichi pasentate. So that's that's an important thing. I don't know if we're going to get to it right now. That it's not going to be with a sudden rush. But everything has to reach its goal. Everything will reach its quota, its limit, its goal, as it was created to reach. And Rebecca Meshach says they're going to be there for tremendous, unbelievable changes in Gashmias. Unbelievable changes in Gashmias. My granddaughter asked me, Erev Pesach, what, what, 
are we going to do if we don't have a microwave, for a Pesach Deca microwave? I said, you'll put it in the oven. It's the oven? She's seven years old. Like, that's so primitive. She didn't say that. But the way she said the oven, the oven takes time. What about a Pesach Deca microwave? I said, we don't have one. It's going to be the oven. You know what a chiddush to microwave? That you don't remember before the microwave, right? Now you don't remember. When you wanted to have something warm to eat, you had to put it in the oven. Oven, remember? They still put them in kitchens. The oven. The shinuyim, the changes that are taking place, what, what, what... And I'm not such an old guy, but I'm living through... We're living through stuff now. This was in science fiction movies when we were kids. Science fiction. It was all science fiction. And one thing after the other. And there's a lot more stuff that they have. They're just not showing us yet because they make more money when they, when, when they do it that way. When they let things out slower. The changes in Gashmias. The Indian of the, the Indian of the Internet and what that has brought into the world I'm not talking about anything with the, with the Ra that comes with that the Ra at the end of the piece where Yaakov talks about what happens when this, this finishing up of Gashmi's there's always a kick of adrenaline you know at the end this unbelievable explosion of Gashmi's at the end of time on a typical day when, when kids nowadays are saying to their parents I'm starving those, the, that kind of a day for our grandparents was a day when they, were, when they felt overindulged to the gvul of what they could eat. I don't know if you were any, any Pesach programs over, over Yontem. Somebody was just telling me yesterday about how the island was complaining the whole time this is absolutely the food, it's just too much, it's disgusting. It's dis- they were using such It's disgusting how much food, but then Ding, when the bell rings, everybody's back at their spots. We want food. <laughs> the knife and the fork. The Gashmi is at the end of time. When it's still a little bit of night left before Mashiach comes at the end of the night. She brings food to her family. It's unbelievable. The explosion of Gashmias as everything is getting to as we're getting towards the, the finish, the, the end. With these with these changes in physical reality in all of their strength that are taking place, all of creation is being prepared. For the great exalted ultimate change, which is the crossing over of the border of Gvul to beyond the Gvul, from the Moshal to the Nimshal, from Gashmias to Ruchmias. Which is the change that's going to take place at the end of time, the ultimate end that we're all waiting for, Ha'asid Hamakuva. What's going to be then? Shekol in Yonei HaGashmias Yahavcha Leruchnias 
crossing over from the gvul of this world to beyond this world, from the Moshal to the Nimshal, all in Yonam of Gashmias are going to be transformed into Ruchnis. Again, I don't, it can't be the Rabbi Yaakov Moshe saying that we're not, we're not talking about going to the Olam of the Neshamas. We're talking about Yemaisa Mashiach, where at least in the initial stage of Yemaisa Mashiach, it's going to be a physical world, like the Ramam says, right? Just, Shibud Malchius, we're not going to have, we'll, we'll be free, and we'll be good. But, Kol in Yonah Gashmis, Yehov Chalaruchnius, means that the game will be over. The apple will no longer be defined by its physical reality of the peel, the the, 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 the body of the apple, and that way it will be understood for what it really is. That locus will be clear in all that exists. So Rabbi Yaakov seems to be saying that physical reality and the increased abundance and the progress that's made in the physical world, the speed at which these things are taking place is all moving everything towards the gvul of physical existence to prepare for the ultimate transformation that will take place when you cross the border from this world into the world after this world of Mashiach. Shekol in Yoni Hagashmis Yehov Chalaruchnis Umidas Hagvul Umidas Hagvul Tahapech Lebilti Gvulas When the Midas Hagvul will become Bilti Gvulas where the borders will be without borders. Midas Hagvul will be transformed into something which is Bilti Gvulas. Bilti Gvulas. a world that will be forever. Only in Gashmias, when something is purely Gashmias, so then it deteriorates, it dies. Nitzchis. Eternity. He's not finished. All of the changes that have taken place in creation from the beginning of its existence, from the beginning of time. The truth is all changes. All that has evolved. All that has changed. Rav Kook, his Rebbe, and Rabbi Yaakov Maisha believed in evolution. Not, not in the evolution, not in the way that Doran and, and his chassidim understood evolution. But that all of creation evolves from a lower state to a higher state. In Gashmis and Ruchnius, that certainly is 1,000% true, according to Pnimi Satar. Evolution is not a theory. Evolution is mitzvahs. There are many pieces in Aris HaKadosh on this subject, and of course, all of this is in the Zara Kodesh and the Tikkun Not Don't talk about the origin of the species and survival of the fittest. It's nothing to do with that. The world is in the process of Hishtalmus. That's how Rafkuk called it. Hishtalmus. Being perfected. Being perfected. In every way. Physically, morally, ethically. 
So all the changes over the years of time, over history, have also been a big hachana to the shini hagadol, to, to the ultimate shinui, the ultimate change that's going to take place back in Lumas masha is mushulelis mikol shinui. Now, Rabbi Yaakov Meisha says that ruchnius, the reality of ruchnius, is mishulelis mikol shinui. It's unchanging. Ruchnius is unchanging. Just as God is unchanging. Ani Hashem leshinis. I am Hashem. I don't change. A person might wonder, what do you mean Ruchnius is not changing? Aren't we supposed to constantly be changing in Ruchnius? That only means that we reveal more Ruchnius. It doesn't mean that there's more Ruchnius. It just means that you're able to reveal more Ruchnius. You understand the Chilot? You understand the Chilot? If a person has a safe that's filled with, with $10 million, so everything is there, it doesn't change, and that's set, it's closed, it's locked. If he has a way somehow to get out from there five dollars, he has a way to pull out from the back, there's a little hole and he can pull out a full five dollar bill, even though there are five billion dollars. That means he's only accessed five dollars, but the five billion is, is there all the time. It's no change. The safe contains five billion dollars. Unfortunately, this person is only withdrawing five dollars at the present time. But the but the Metzius hasn't changed. The Metzius is static. Status quo. That's what it is. Ani Hashem Leishinisi. It's just a question of how much of God do we connect to? How much of God do we pull out? How much of God do we look at? How much do we see? What, what, how much of God do we care about? That's how our Ruchnius is constantly changing. But it doesn't mean that the Metzius is a Metzius of Shinuyim. Yeah. Is the is this is that why the spirit the spiritual needs the physical being the change of the physical reveals the uh, spiritual nature of the hundred percent. So they're like dependent on one another? There's a they, they they interface with each other in a very deep way. He doesn't go into that really now. That's for sure true. The changing, evolving physical life forms that have become that are more sophisticated kalim to receive the ruchnis on a higher level the human mind so that itself is a tremendous subject in Torah in, in, in the Sisrei Torah we're not going to go into it right now yeah um, we're discussing how the Muslim Shia, the, we're going to see the ruchnis and we're not going to see the, the gashmis we're going to see the gashmis for what it is in other words that again I, I, I'm afraid to say it, it, it doesn't mean the Gashmis is going to disappear. We're not talking about Olam Haba. So the Gashmis will still be there, but you'll see it for what it is. So for all practical purposes, it's not there the way that it was there before. Again, it's still a table and it's still a hat, but... So if we're going to see the Gashmias for what it is, then we won't have the opportunity to 
Okay, but you know, but we're not talking. We're talking about Yom Yisim Mashiach is the is the time of Sechar. We're not talking anymore about the time of Bechira. We're talking about there are, there's 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 still again this this is a big subject it's not for now. But there there's a level of Bechira, different levels of Bechira in Ruchnias, higher and higher levels of Ruchnias of understanding, but not to make a mistake between Gashmis and Ruchnias. That's not going to be part of our Bechira anymore. Right now, that's what we're struggling with. Therefore, you're right. All the Svarim tell us that our avoider, the Iker of our avoider, is to try to see beyond all the klipas and to be able to... That's our avoider. That's not going to be the avoider at the end of time. And that's why, in, in a certain way, it's like you... Like it says in Kalos, Yom She'en Behem Chayfes. In a certain way, we're going to be looking back and saying, I remember in the old days, we had to make those choices. We had to work so hard. And we're going to miss that. In a certain way. We're going to miss that. There was something very, very wonderful. It hurts, and it's hard, and when you mess up, it's bad. But, but uh, there's something very, very wonderful about th- that level of Bechira. So Rav Hutnis speaks about this. We, I mentioned this a few months ago. Rav Hutnis speaks about how, on the one hand, we, we very, very badly wanted to have Bechira, because Bechira makes life meaningful. On the other hand, it's so hard, and it's so scary, that... There's another part of us that wishes that we could already be in a place where there's no Bechira. So there's this conflict within each and every one of us. When you see, when you see people, or let's say, Khalila, who are mentally handicapped, or, and that. so they're very, they, they always look happy. You know, like when you, see, when you see children like this, or adults like this, that I mean, severely handicapped. Obviously, they look... They look like they're happy. No, most of them look like they're happy. I mean, I'm not a, a bucky in these things, but they most look happy. So then, if you but if you say to somebody, so what's the tachlis of your life? Is the tachlis to be happy? Also, then you want to switch with him. So no, 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 no I, don't, I don't want that. Why not? He's happy. They're always happy. That chaver, the Down syndrome. Again, I'm not a maven and all the chilukim. They look happy. He doesn't have demyonis about being like in, you know, uh, uh, like some hedge fund. You know, he doesn't have such a demyonis. Or like, uh, no, you know, I have to marry the prettiest girl in the shul. He doesn't have such a thing. So they're happy. And yet if someone were, were given the offer to exchange places with that child, he wouldn't be interested at all. And you say, I don't understand, but you're always crafting, you're always complaining, you're always unhappy, you're always miserable, you're always marish you're always angry with the whole world. In one second, I'm offering you to become mamish happy. Be happy. Everything will be good. You'll always be smiling. But the terror is, the smile of that child is not a matter of Bechira. I don't want to have a smile. I don't want to have happiness without Bechira. I don't want to have happiness without Bechira. What's the, what's the Tachlis? To be happy without, without the possibility of not being happy. What does it mean? So we have to wait to see what's going to be when Mashiach comes. But there is an Indian of looking back with a little bit of uh, nostalgia. Of the good old days how miserable life was. But the good old days, that we were able to make choices. We were able to have nisyonis and to, and to 
There's nothing that's, there's no tam, there's no taste in the world like the taste of a person being misgaber on Yitzhara. We have that the Kadmonim tell us that. There's nothing that is, there's nothing that's, that's more exciting than being misgaber. Than, 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 than overcoming a test, being successful. There's nothing that's more exciting. What's going to be with that excitement when Mashiach comes? So the Chazal understood from the Pasuk, Yom She'en Behem Chaifas, there are going to be days that are going to be missing some of that longing that we used to have before Mashiach came. And yet we believe that the, that, that the days of Mashiach is, is, are days of, of ultimate giving, and ultimate taif. So I guess we'll have to stay tuned to see how that works. But without the Bechira, without choosing, we, we understand intuitively that it's Nishkun Ishved, it's not worth much without, without choosing. It's not worth much. See, if you're in yeshiva because you want to be in yeshiva, it's not the same thing as you're in yeshiva because they told you you have to be in yeshiva. It's already different parishes, different sort. <coughs> so what Rabbi Yaakov is saying is that in a certain way, <coughs> Gashmias, Gashmias, In a certain way, Gashmias has more vitality than Ruchnias. Gashmias is in a state of change, constant change. Ruchnias is a, is, a, is a constant. It's a constant that we don't necessarily connect to. You can go, uh, there's a Tzadik Yisrael Eilam, you get onto the, get in the car, he's 40 minutes away from the Skalana Rebbe, he's at Tzadik Yisrael Eilam, he's like from, from, uh, from 250 years ago. But, but if you're not ready for this Glenn Rebbe, you walk into the room and you see a little old man that's hunched over, smiling and, and waving his hand at people. He says, I don't know, I don't see anything. So you don't know how to, you don't know how to get to that Ruchnius. The Ruchnius is there. But one has to be able to get to it. Remember the whole Indian of Gashmius is change. The moral always talks about that. The whole Indian of Gashmi is that it's Loivesh Tzura and Poishet Tzura. Gashmi says, Gashmi says, everything is always changing. Changing, either in a good way or in a bad way. But it's always changing. But the ultimate Tachlis is, if he says, a cult to Udosel, Ishtana Sof Sof, the Chumis the Ruchnis. It was designed to ultimately reach its Gvul, everything reaches its limit, and then. It goes beyond that to the place of Ruchnius. So it's, it's programmed to change. Gashmis is programmed to change from the beginning, to evolve, to change, to evolve, to grow, to deteriorate and die. But it's always, it's constantly to move from one state to the other. Even when the plant dies, it's not finished. It, it just, it's, it's changing from one sewer to another sewer when it dies, the plant. Listen to what he says here. Gavaldi, you think. How did Hashem create the world? So the Ramban and all the Mekubalim tell us that Hashem first created something unbelievably, unbelievably sublime, something that is just the beginning of Gashmias that the Ramban calls Chomer Hiyuli. I mean, you learned this, the Ramban, the beginning of Chumash. Umimenu nimshecha kol habriya. 
when the when the scientists talk about the Big Bang, they're talking about that something had happened with it, something happened to that first matter that existed. So they're always talking about after that first matter, after that Chomehul. They're not talking about Yeshme Ayin because scientists can't talk about Ayin, nothing. There's always something. When you have something, then you can already cook up, you know, more. But uh, but if there's nothing, there's nothing. So all of all natural sciences begin from the most subtle something that they could imagine, that scientists can imagine, the most subtle, the most sublime. It's not something you could see with your eye. We, really, we know now that there are many things that are physical we can't see, right? There are many physical things we can't see. We can't see that right now. The air is filled with all kinds of horrible, scary germs and bacteria. The monsters all over, all around us now. Can't see physical things. The beginning of creation was with a chaymer hiyuli that you can't even describe as something you just can't see with your eyes, not with a microscope either. Very, 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 very sublime. The first crossing over from from ayin from nothing to yesh to something, and all of creation was built from that. That's how the Ramban explains my separations. Everything was created from that Chomehiyuli. Ein Ramban alatayr reish breishes. Veitz Chaim lemarena Rav Chaim Vital hechel atzias biyetziasia. It's the Indian. All the Mekubalim talk about this. V'lo never luchad chila b'tzirosa hanichaches. Why didn't Hashem create the world just trees and just get right down to business? the sun, the moon, just make the world, make the universe. Why did Hashem begin with that Chomer Hiyuli? And then after that, however you want to understand the Big Bang, then after that things began, and then Hashem took this and made it into the, from the Chomer Hiyuli, this, this, this and that. Why did Hashem begin in such a way? Why did Hashem just make the world? Finished. So Rabbi Yaakov Meish explains, In order to establish the nature of creation, where the nature of all creation is constant change, development, evolution. Therefore, Hashem created the world in the most unfinished way, and with Chomehiyuli, and from there there would be development, development, evolution, and so on. Because all of creation had to be established in this way, by way of what Shinui Tzur Mitzura, the Shinui. Not that it was made, finished, gemarnu, a finished product. No. The physical world is not a finished product. It's only a marshal of the ruchnis. It's only on the way to be on the gvul. Therefore, it was created in such a way of change, where it was not made in a complete state. It was made completely incomplete. Only with an akuda, which we can't even understand what that means, an akuda of, uh, of existence. And from there, there would be changes. And this would become somehow, that's what Hashem did, 
this would become light, this would become water, this would become the sky, this would become animals, this would become whatever, grass, this would become. Everything in this world is, would become. Hashem made the world in such a way. Where all of creation is, it will become. It will, meaning it needs to change. Give it some time. It has to change. That's how Hashem made the world. In a way, if it will become. It's very good to be like that with your children also. There's some parents that, when they have the kid, I mean, they give them a little bit of a break for a couple of years, but then after that, they expect that the kid's going to be completely papoyal. Not that he's a work in progress, not that he will become. It takes time. That's the world that we live in. But everything is in a state of, of change. You know, how many times I've had over the years conversations with parents where you have the kid... The kid, the kid is in high school. He finishes high school and he's begging his parents he wants to go to Yeshiva and Israel for a year. The parents, of course, are a little bit concerned about that because they want to make sure that it's not going to be more than a year. This way there's no question regarding the kid's future. He's guaranteed to be comfortable and happy and all of that, to, look, to have a parnasa. So, so I've had parents that have made the kid sign a piece of paper. I've had where the kid has to sign one year. It's not you're not becoming any like you know uh, mere yeshiva guy. Forget about that. You're signing the paper. You get one year. After that, it's back to uh, the regular program. So, of course, what happens all the time is that the kid comes home and, and says, you know, can we have a talk? And the parents say, no. We just have a uh, just want to talk. What is it? You know, uh, a lot of the chevra, something how it begins the sentence. A lot of the chevra, and, and right away the father says, no, 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 no. And he, he <laughs> takes out the paper. <laughs> takes out the star. Is that your signature? Adam? It's his signature. Brings the Adam, the Mekayim, the Shtar, yeah? It's my signature. It's your signature. You said you're saying for a year. That's it. So what's the kid supposed to say? So then sometimes a parent will say something along the lines of, you know, I'm, I'm not anti, I understand where this is coming from. I'm not making fun of that chas or song, but I'm just describing a thing that, I've, that has played out so many hundreds and hundreds of times over, over the years. The parent will say something like, um, A deal is a deal. And and we let you go. We didn't have to do that. And we paid for you and we, we got you, you know, an extra sweater and everything. And and a deal is a deal. And you said when we when we signed this, you said that you only want to stay a year. So at some point in the conversation the kid tells the parents, I changed my mind. And it always amazes me how the parents are totally blown away by that. What do you mean you changed your mind? A deal is a deal. You signed. I know, that's what I thought last year. But now I, I have different thoughts. And, and, and parents don't believe at that point in Bechir HaChavshus. And they don't believe that Hashem made us in such a way where we change. We evolve. We evolve. 
And they could say to the, the kid could say to the parents, you thought you were going to live in an apartment when you got married. Now you're living in a house. I don't know, maybe we should move back to the apartment. There are many things you could say. There would be good comebacks, you know. But there's this Indian where a person says that there wasn't supposed, there were not supposed to be any changes. But the whole nature of creation is that it's loyveish surah or paishet surah. It puts on a coat, then takes off, it puts on a different coat. So Hashem made the world in such a way from Chaimi Hiyuli that to begin with, nothing was. Everything was going to be. Everything had to be in such a way. That's how it was created. The world was created in such a way where everything was going to become. It was waiting to change. And in this way, to prepare all of creation over history, over the years. That the world will ultimately be able to make the ultimate change. Which is what? The crossing over of the, of the, the crossing of the border. From its surah its present state of gashmis. Habilti nitzchis, which is temporary, which is finite. Litsurasa haruchanis vahanitzchis. To its ultimate surah, which is ruchnias, which is nitzchis, which is eternity. Therefore, Abiyakov Moshe, we're going to, Mitzham, next week, we're going to talk about this, we're going to learn that because of this unbelievable awakening of Gashmis at the end of time, and this rush, this chipazon, and this urgency of Gashmis to reach the Gvul, the hormones are going to go crazy at the end of time. Ra, the karchis of Ra, the taivis, the unbelievable push of all Gashmis at the end of time is going to be out of control. We're going to learn about that, Mitzvah Shem. Everybody knows that. We're just going to learn about it inside. Mitzvah Shem next week. We'll continue. Mishkai.